Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Anaya Falcon. Wedding venues often come with unbinding contracts that lead to families losing thousands of dollars if their event falls through. Jamie and Michael Helbine, Chester County parents, join us on The Spark to tell us about their story. They paid for their daughter's wedding venue reservation that eventually needed to be canceled when the wedding was called off. To turn a negative situation into a positive one, they gave their wedding venue reservation to a local nonprofit, Art of Recycle, for a good cause. Joshua Myers, executive director for Art of Recycle, joins us to discuss the wedding donation's impact and the work his organization does for the community. Jamie, Michael, and Joshua, thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jamie, tell me about how uh, your daughter's wedding uh, planning went and why it was canceled. Well, I guess uh, our the wedding planning was was uh, um, going well, and uh, at sometime in May or June, uh, the couple made the decision that uh, they were not going to proceed with the wedding, and uh, we're very proud of their brave choice to say, even though everything was planned for just a few months away from that time frame, that if something wasn't right, that they put a halt to what they were doing and. Uh, made a brave choice to do that. So we uh, were left with a, a few months to make a decision to what what are we going to do with our wedding venue that we were paying for in full. Yes. And that's where we came to this situation. And your daughter planned to get married in October of last year, correct? That is correct. How far into the wedding planning process were you? What was purchased by the time you decided to cancel? Yeah, it, it was... Uh... Probably the planning started, uh, I guess, well over a year before that. And uh, <clears throat> at the time, you uh, you find you, you know you're rushing to find places, and uh, um, you know you read the contracts, but uh, you know you, you just think everything's gonna gonna go well, so you move forward. So we, um, you know, we were definitely uh, well well over twenty thousand dollars committed. Um, you know, by the time we. Uh, um by the time we ended it but we had also committed to paying additional funds that were locked that we had already locked in that we had to pay um you know at, in unless uh the venue would find an, another another wedding to occur on that day and was there any money that was regained mike well we uh explored that uh quickly and the uh uh, you know, at, at the time, the venue felt that, hey, it, maybe it's early enough for a few months and that we would um, we would uh, they would find another uh, party. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So uh, about a month before uh, the wedding, I guess, in September, uh, we we kind of realized that that wasn't going to happen. Um, and in some brief discussions, uh, um, we weren't going to 
get get much of the money back, uh, if if anything. Jamie, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you paid for, uh, like a DJ. You can, uh, yeah. Well, yes, we, we were committed to a DJ. We had to pay in full for the venue. Uh, we paid for a wedding dress. We had deposits with florists, with uh, um, hair, hair people, makeup people, pretty much everything that you do for a wedding, wow. everything was out there committed. And um, you sign contracts that you're committing on those days. So you, you end up having to still pay for everything. Yeah. And traditionally, the bride's parents will pay for their daughter's and husband's husband-to-be's <laughs> wedding. Uh, Mike, did the two of you cover all of the expenses or were they shared with the husband-to-be's parents? Uh, in, in this case, we were, we were covering uh, the majority, if not all of it. Yes. Wow. And the two of you spent and lost thousands of dollars in the middle of the pandemic. What was that like, and how did the two of you recover from that loss? Well, at, at, when when it occurred, I guess we, uh, you know, as Jamie said, we were we were after uh, we got over it, uh, we were just uh, glad that our uh, daughter made and 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 her fiance made the right decision. But at that point, it was uh, just looking at well, you know, we uh, we were going to spend this money on a wedding anyway, so. Uh, uh, let's let's just try and make the best of it at that point. Uh, just figure out how can we get some kind of positive out of this. Jamie, how is your daughter doing now and the uh, former husband-to-be? Uh, I think that they're both doing okay at the moment. I think that it was the right choice for both of them. And we're happy that they uh, were brave enough, as I said earlier, to, and it's very courageous to say, wait a second, let's hold back. And if it's not the right choice, it's, it's better to, to cut your losses early on rather than go through with a, a wedding that even though everybody was committed to doing, you know, bridesmaids bought dresses, um, you know, the, everybody's moving forward and worrying about cold feet. But if, if something wasn't right, you don't want to be felt compelled that you had to go through with something just because the commitments were there. And we're happy that we were um, able to support our our daughter in that choice and decision that that's wasn't the right thing for her and and right now that we're 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 happy that that's the, the situation definitely part of the way that you turned this unfortunate situation into a positive one was by mm-hmm. donating the paid wedding venue reservation to Art of Recycle. Jamie, mm-hmm. can you tell me why the two of you chose to donate it to that nonprofit organization in particular? Well, we actually, we, we did some research, uh, a lot of the different places that we normally would make our contributions and donations to, we're not in the area, we're, we're from Chester County, so Lancaster County is about an hour plus away from us, that was just happened to be where the venue was, so we were, we were trying to look to see what area, what places could uh, benefit from uh, the opportunity of a fundraiser or, or, or something that we can literally gift, Here, here's an opportunity. So we did check out a few different places in the area. Um, I knew Art of Recycle from uh, experiences that I've had with them. And when I contacted them to say, we have this opportunity to gift you uh, a fundraising opportunity. And at that time we we spoke with them in September. We said, you have like three weeks to turn this around. 
they jumped at the chance and said, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Yes, we could do it. We can put together invitations this weekend. Uh, they just received an, a great award and it was uh, very exciting that we knew that we had a, a, a good match wow. um, to work with them. Jamie, what were some of the things that were included in your donation? Uh, did Art of Recycle receive catering services, a DJ, et cetera? Uh, they did. We we gifted them uh, the full venue uh, and at at uh, in Mountain Joy, PA, and we also gave them donated to them the DJ services. We were very fortunate that we contacted both of them, uh, the venue and the DJ, and they were willing to take our money and apply it to a different uh, event. And so we turned it over to Art of Recycle uh, oh. to to figure out the best way to, for them to use it. This, I mean, certainly it included, you know, uh, a beautiful venue, a cocktail hour, you know, full bar, you know, whatever we had put out for the amount of guests that we were going to have. Michael, tell me a little bit about Art of Recycle. Or Joshua, can you tell us about that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, we are an all-inclusive community educational center. Um, we have a free teachers area that we supply teachers and nonprofits in the area with a wide variety of resources um, to keep their classrooms going. Um, teachers is included in um, Cub Scout leaders and um, senior center uh, program directors. Um, so that's one of our biggest and well-known um, projects. We also have a project um, that is a program that's a summer summer camp um, job skills training program. And um, we have uh, workshops um, that um, are for empowerment um, for, for the general community, for, um, you know, daycares and YMCAs. And... How did this donation... Um make a difference for your nonprofit organization and what was your immediate reaction when you got the call well we were absolutely thrilled that that um jamie and michael had um picked us as a potential and so we as a as a team got together and said well what can we do with this and i mean because Jamie said, well, you can just do whatever, get a bunch of your staff together and have a party or something. And we thought, well, what what is the best we can do? And our uh, creative director, um, Chalice, said uh, that we should do a um, an event to bring nonprofits together. Um, the um, So we thought we only had three weeks to plan it. And uh, Heidi Gardner, our program director went and talked to the venue and said uh, can we move it is it is there even a possibility we're going to do it if it's three weeks and they were gracious enough to say well if you move it into our slow time of the year um, we can we can make that work for you so that gave us a little more time to be able to uh, bring various nonprofits, um, government officials past supporters all together to kind of say both thank you um, and to move forward with um, starting some conversations that really need to be happening in our community. Joshua, tell us about your Art is a Necessity program. So I mentioned that a little bit earlier, the, um, the free teachers area. Um, we, we, it started out with we had 
um, theaters, school theaters coming to us and saying, well, we have a little thrift store that's art supplies and saying, well, can, can we have that because we need it for our thrift theater show? And with the theaters, it was relatively easy to say, sure, you can borrow that and it'll come back later. Uh, and then other sh teachers started coming and saying, well, I need this and I need this. And we're like, that item is going to sell next week and we need it to pay the bills because that's just how it works. <laughs> and so, but what's your, what's the issue that you want to address? And maybe we can creatively think around that. And so we would find them different solutions of things that we did have surplus of. And that grew. And we ended up um, entering a... Um, Lancaster um, Chamber of Commerce um, contest, and that Chamber of Commerce contest, we we indeed won several um, layers of it in the final layer. Um, it was about start a new program that your community needs, and we had kind of informally done this. Then that forced us to formalize the whole program. Um, According to a recent teacher spending survey, teachers spent an average of $750 on school supplies out of pocket during the 2020 and 2021 school year, the highest amount ever spent by teachers. Jamie, as a teacher, what does a program like Art is a Necessity mean for teachers and students, and what did it mean for you personally? Uh, you're correct. The teachers do spend a tremendous amount of their own money in order to supplement their classroom. Uh, I'm in a fortunate situation that my preschool kindergarten that we that I work at has a tremendous amount of supplies as, as opposed to, I know that there's a lot of other places that are very much lacking those kinds of uh, items for their students. It, it was a great opportunity. I know several of our teachers from our preschool, that's how I found out about Art of Recycle, they would go there and say, there, there's like this warehouse of, of stuff that you can go in and, and see what was available to you. And that's where I made the connection with Art of Recycle is just the resource of being able to go in and whether you needed paper, whether you needed markers, rulers, um, books for your classroom. There was, I, I teach a lot of science for my preschool kiddos and there were a tremendous amount of supplies that I could turn into a science experiment that was available to take for free where I didn't have to lay out a lot of money on my own. And it, it's a it's a treasure chest for any any teacher to be able to have the opportunity to go in and take what they could utilize for their classroom. Wow. Joshua, so talk to me a little bit about some of the barriers to recycling that individuals and corporations experience. Well, we find that um, if a if a corporation is going to like redo their whole offices, it's relatively easy to get an auctioneer to come in and and take all of the you know pictures and say we'll get get rid of all this stuff and bring in the new stuff. Uh, but if there's just a singular desk, they often don't know what to do it. If, if there's some leftover office supplies, they don't know where to get them to. Um, and this this event is really about starting a larger conversation with a lot of different nonprofits saying both what are your needs, the material needs, so that you don't have to spend the grant money that you work hard at getting, and you you can actually get the things directly that you need. So what are those needs, and um, 
who do we get them to and how can we get them there? Um, this is not about funding another thrift store. Um, there's Those kind of recycling is, is fantastic, and we love that that exists in our society. Um, but this is about directly uh, bypassing the dollar side of things and going directly to getting the resources directly to the people. And we don't want to be the bottleneck in all of that. We want to make sure that the conversation is started through a lot of uh, nonprofits all together and a lot of for-profits all talking to each other and saying, oh, who needs those resources and getting them directly to it rather than it all funneling through Art of Recycle. One of the words that encapsulates what Art of Recycle does is the Japanese word uh, gambre. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, <laughs> which means you can do it. How can people overcome those barriers that we just discussed uh, to make a positive difference in the community? Yes, uh, Art of Recycle is really about um, empowerment and, and, and hope. And gambare is a, um, uh, it's uh, used often with an exclamation point. Yeah. And, you know, you can do it and, and, and um, go forward. And we we provide people both the hope and the and the skills that, they can accomplish things. We we do our our creative workshops, and we teach. We do ordinary things. We we teach people simple sets and skills. Sometimes we have a gathered amount of stuff that we can produce a workshop uh, affordably, and people can try out something new. But we've multiple times heard people come back and say, "I quit my job. I'm doing that full time as an artist now." And we think that that is absolutely fa fabulous, that people can move forward in their life on that. Another way Art of Recycle helps the community is through experiential learning and interactive instruction for the advancement of diverse learners. On the Art of Recycle website, it says, quote, creativity belongs in the same category as preventative health care, diet and exercise, and people who are robbed of the ability to create art because of economic hardship live a life of the poorest quality. Can you expand upon that? Yeah, that's part of our mission statement. And we we really do feel that um, there's a lot of um, uh, life benefit out there from just feeling confident that you can do something new, something different. Um, some people, you know, take these things up as hobbies and um, other people, like I said, go go into a, a life lifelong meaning of, um, you know, financial support of themselves. Um, but... Um, we, when we started, um, Chellis, the creative director, and I um, founded this because all of our lives we had been told there's no money for the arts in the schools, and we watched the various, um, you know, craft and art companies still spending money, and and people people spent money, and so we knew that the money was out there for the arts. So we wanted to make sure that it was possible to make the arts affordable for everyone. Joshua, in just a minute, although your legal name is Joshua Myers, many people know you as Mr. Nobody Special. Why did you choose to go by that name, and how do you use that name for the work that you do with Art of Recycle? So when I was little, we went to a birthday party and had ice cream cones that had names on them, and everybody got a special party cone name, and mine... Uh, was a blank one, just an ordinary one that got stuck in with all these party ones. And I, another family may have said, 
well, you know, you didn't get a name and it may be a, a depressing encounter. My family thought it was silly. And so we wanted to make sure uh, I, I've I've learned to to take that with with a grain of salt. My family was very up, uplifting, and so when I go and I talk to whole classrooms and whole you know elementary schools, I use that to say it doesn't matter what happens to you; it matters whether you actually uh, your perspective of it. So life is going to throw you all sorts of things, and that really doesn't matter. It matters what are you going to do with it. And if people are interested in your upcoming event, how can they get more information about it? Well, they certainly could email us um, if they're a nonprofit or a corporation that feels that they have something to give. Um, uh, Info at artofrecycle.org. I'm probably going to get myself in trouble and be flooded with emails there. Um, (laughs) It is mostly full, but we do have a few spots left. Awesome. Well, we've been speaking with Jamie and Michael Helbine, Chester County parents who donated their daughter's paid wedding venue to Art of Recycle after her wedding plans fell through. And Joshua Myers, Executive Director for Art of Recycle. You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Anaya Falcon.